Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Terrible. Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles. Not going to invite my best friend of 20 years out for dinner last night, Thompson. How's mm. it going, man? Yep. Oh, well. Doing pretty good? Feeling great. You hung out. A few, a couple members got one of the perks of being in the Fed Haters Club. That's right. Which is hanging out with members of Good Morning Liberty. And we're in this odd period of time where it was Charlie instead of me. <laughs> and uh, and you were actually there and had a yeah. good time. So, like, that was weird, I you bet. You wouldn't have shown up <laughs> anyway. I would have at least, you know. I understand it feels nice to feel invited. And I'm sorry that you didn't see the group messages like I did in Discord. Yeah. If you would have been paying attention to what the Fed Haters Club members were saying, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you would have known. That Magoo was talking. Magoo and Nicole were talking about getting dinner. Not only that, one of the members stayed at your house last night. That is true. Now, I, if you're not a member of the Fed Haters Club, now, that's not listed in the official perks. It's not when you sign up. But you can it's, ask. It's one of the benefits, like getting a credit card, you know. <laughs> and you store up some points if you've been a member for a long time, like some of these people are. You got enough points stored up, you can ask for a place to stay. Yeah, and you can stay in Charlie's mansion. And the that he has <laughs> not not like I have two spare bedrooms it's in my lowly old twenty year old house that I'm in, but Charlie's in a nice brand new home that's also has the same amount of extra beds that my house has also. But apparently, I just don't exist anymore. <laughs> but I was busy working on podcast things last mm -hmm. night. I get it. I couldn't have been there. Yeah, yeah. The feedback was nice. I got a review this morning, a verbal review. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, Maybe she'll fill it out. Yeah. Like an actual review. Mm -hmm. Liberty B&B. &B. <clears throat> yeah. I like it. There you go. I was told this morning. Now, she could have been lying. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I was told that the guest suite felt like a hotel in a good way. In a good, not like the, a crappy roach bed was comfortable. Type thing. I was told the bed was comfortable. It has, the bathroom is attached to the room. So mm -hmm. you can like, you can full privacy. Yeah. It's it's a good setup. Did you put like shampoo or soap or anything in the... You know what? I woke up this I, morning worrying that you didn't put any towels or shampoo or anything in that bathroom because I've stayed in there before and... No, I did. Like wasn't able to clean myself. Yeah. And so I literally woke up wondering well, <laughs> if you put soap in there for people to use. I don't set it up for you because you're my best friend that how, has access to the whole that's house. That's how customer service oriented I am that I woke up after but, not being invited and still was worrying about... People having access to soap. By the way, Magoo's still in town. Yeah. So if you wanted to get dinner tonight or tomorrow night. <laughs> yep. yep. Magoo, I want to know if he reaches out or not. I guarantee yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, if I put money on it, he will show up. Yeah. So I'm not going to. <laughs> no, but at, ask Nicole. Now, I did have to have help 
because I didn't have conditioner in there. Yeah. And before, before I was like, um, I need, I had to go get, well, I had someone help me go get conditioner. Yeah. Which was nice. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing I didn't have in there. Personal shopper. Yeah. Went around, got you some that stuff. That was the only thing yeah. I didn't have. And so, but yeah, there was a, there was a towel, washcloth. Okay. Soap. I like it. There's dental floss in there. <laughs> there was, there's uh lotions in there. Used or unused dental floss? Unused. Okay. Still in All there. All right. Just thing. checking. Checking. There was a, uh, look, right? Mad toiletries. There you go. That's part of the review. The fridge wasn't stocked up here though. No, up here in the no. fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have one of my slim fast things out of there this morning, which uh, didn't look like it. But yeah. anyway, hey, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Smash the follow button, the subscribe button. Make sure you listen. All that was an advertisement to joingml.com. Joingml.com yeah, was the ad for the perks. Four minutes. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> the perks that you get when you're, you're part of the me, Haters Club. You're telling me that that ain't worth six bucks a month? Come on. You the fact have, that when you're in Nashville... You have a chance. I could say no. You could say no. But you have a chance mm -hmm. to stay in Nate's mansion. Honestly, it's worth signing up. Just if you if you're coming to Nashville next month or something, you could get a place to stay for six bucks. You know, just go ahead and sign up now. Yeah, probably not. You probably mm -hmm. need to put like a three month threshold on that or something, so we can at least get eighteen dollars from someone <laughs> for the room. Anyhow, it's kind of White Pill Wednesday. And uh, on Wednesdays, sometimes we like to talk about good things that are going on around the country. I wouldn't say we have a full episode of good things that are going around, going on around the country or the world, but we do have a couple good things that we can shed some light on. Now, there were elections yesterday around the country, and from what I've gathered on Twitter, looks like it didn't go quite as well for Republicans as people were projecting, I guess. I saw that the Democrat Andy Bashir won uh, re-election in Kentucky. And then I saw that in Virginia, not only, not, I could get this wrong because I, I don't pay tons of attention to this stuff, but not only did the Republicans not take the Senate so they could have the governor of the Senate and the state legislature, um, they also lost the legislature uh, and not want, didn't win the Senate. And so now- State? State. Legis yeah, yeah. So now they just have the governor and not the other two when people were saying they were going to sweep everything and they didn't. It's one of those red waves that didn't happen, I mm. guess. I don't know. I don't much care that much about that. What, what it did look like was people cared a lot about abortion still. And some people are saying that maybe Republicans need to back off on this abortion thing because that's bringing a lot of people out. The, uh, that was one of the issues in Virginia uh, that was one of the tools that was used in Kentucky to get people out to vote for the Democrat, I believe, uh, because the guy that was running against the uh, incumbent governor had talked about a state ban. And then in Ohio, they had ballot measures for uh, right to abortion, keeping that, and they voted that in, as well as recreational marijuana, I believe, were both on the ballot. And so those both won handily. And so it seems like this whole Roe versus Wade abortion thing is still getting a lot of people out to vote right now. Yeah. And uh, as we said last time, we said this last year with the elections, you don't underestimate a woman's deep desire to kill a child. <laughs> it's, it's a deep-seated thing that us men just don't understand. We you know, We can't so, grasp it. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, that's, uh, that's getting people out. But there are, were some good things. Yeah. Sorry, white pills. Um, how mm -hmm. about this one? I mean, the right. If legal murder. 
Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the best thing. And Magoo brings up a good point. I bet those same voters are yelling about dead babies in Gaza. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But those moms didn't choose to kill those kids. Yeah. You know? Well, so it's up to the mom. They didn't have bombs like Israeli mm-hmm. military does. True. You know? Yeah, if we were using, if you used bombs in abortions, they'd be mad about mm-hmm. it, I'm sure. Um, Wichita. This is where Bailey comes in and says repeal the 19th. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, something good for libertarians. Wichita, Kansas, you heard of that city before? Yeah. Elected a libertarian mayor. Now, not they they don't do this by party, I believe, in uh, in Wichita with the elections, but this person is a registered libertarian, but you don't like vote by party. Uh, but they now have a libertarian mayor who also happens to be Asian, I believe. And uh, so that's... Well, that's based on her. Well, no, it's also in the thing right here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, political newcomer Lily Wu has ousted current Wichita mayor, Brandon Whipple, and will become the city's first Asian-American mayor. Mm. Not first libertarian mayor or whatever, but unofficial results show Wu received 58% of the vote. In her victory speech, she pledged to restore public safety, focus on economic development, and address inflation. She said, I'll work to make Wichita the best city to start and grow a business and serve as a vocal and visible ambassador for our city, encouraging new investment and opportunities for businesses. It says, yeah, races are nonpartisan, but likely to have an impact on political makeup for the council. Wu is a registered libertarian. So, and received campaign contributions from prominent Republicans. So, hey, there's something for libertarians right there, I guess. And at the end of the day, it's like, even if they don't do this, they do this in a nonpartisan way. And so you wouldn't say, well, we got an elected libertarian here as a mayor. So I guess you can't say that. But um, who cares? The most important thing is that someone who's a libertarian is the mayor. And I really do think that this is how you end up changing things around the country. Here's another example These are all Mises caucus endorsed candidates who won elections around the country in local elections. You know, I'm not talking about someone becoming a new senator here or anything like that. Uh, But you got people who won city council in a town in Ohio, town supervisor in a town in New York, uh, auditor in a town in uh, Pennsylvania, and then city council. Again, in uh, Jonesboro, Indiana. That's pretty right cool. There. Yeah. So that's a cool thing for sure. Uh, I know that that's not as exciting as like the national elections or even the statewide elections, but I actually do. This is how you actually get it done. And it takes more time. But you see, this guy here, Drew Worley, is now city council in Ohio. Maybe coming up, he wants to be mayor, you know? Maybe he wants to be a county commissioner or whatever they have in Ohio for that kind of thing, you know, or maybe he wants to run for state legislature after that and represent the district where he was just mayor in this town in Ohio. And then maybe he wants to be governor after that, you know, and that's how you actually work your way up. You it's build the Bernie this, Sanders playbook. Yeah. You build this. <laughs> there you go. And eventually Drew's going to have four mansions, mm-hmm. write a couple books, write a couple, be books, a millionaire and be fine. <laughs> Great, Charlie. <laughs> Way to just ruin that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, but seriously, I do think that this is the way to get it done. It just takes a while for this to happen. But as we saw, like during during COVID, 
the local offices are super important. You know, if your city did not follow the county's orders or your county didn't follow the state's orders and then your state didn't follow the country's orders, like those local offices are very important to things like that. And when your freedom, mm -hmm, like your actual day to day freedoms to real liberty. It's a, I've said it every time we mentioned this, but during COVID, the town I went to to go shopping and eat, the restaurant that Lacey and I eat at all the time, Fulin's, never closed down. No one there ever wore masks. It was like COVID never happened when you were going to that restaurant. It was always there. There were no masks. And Fulin's? That, yeah, Fulin's in Mount Julian. Fulin's. Fulin's. Man, I love that place. I haven't had it in so Pretty long. Pretty good stuff. We haven't been there in a while. Wow. And uh, you should invite me sometime. <laughs> I should. I should. Um, so but anyway, those. When was the last time you invited me to dinner? Even without the live group. Um, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yep. I yeah. see you every day, though. Like, I'm just here to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm yeah. here. You know, we're good friends. Good hmm. friends. Okay. So, those elections, that's cool. Good on them. Something we talked about, Charlie, the main. Ballot measure for the seizing the oh god seizing the means of production. No, look down here at the bottom. They voted no. Oh, sixty nine percent no on creating a new publicly owned public uh, publicly owned utility company. And was oh just, yeah yeah. Well, this is actually goes hand in hand with it because on top of that, they introduced a measure where uh, they would have to go to the voters if they wanted to borrow more than one billion dollars because the. The idea was to create this publicly owned utility. They were going to have to borrow like $13 billion to buy out these companies. And so on top of that, they put in a measure where they can't just decide to do this. They've got to go to the voters for approval before they can borrow that much money to, to do something like that. And then they did also do this uh, prohibit foreign governments from spending money to influence elections. This one, I would kind of think, cuts against it uh, because the power companies are actually owned uh, by companies that are based in Canada. And of course, they're going to say that those companies spent a lot of money advertising and lobbying and all that for the uh, for a favorable outcome in this election. And so they did say that they're going to prohibit foreign governments from spending money. I don't know if that means those foreign companies can't spend that money, but at least like Canada can't spend money to keep Canadian companies running the power mm -hmm. there or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how all that I was kind of hoping works. they would go for it, though, so we could I know. see the experiment play out. I know. I mean, I know. smart by the main voters. It's like, I know it's fun to kind of see it fail from a distance, you know, but at the end of the day, it is a good thing that 60-something percent of the people said, no, it's not a good idea. 69%. 69% mm. said, mm -mm, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I don't it's, like that. Yeah. We're, this is going to cost more money. Yeah. And uh, so the story here from The Guardian, Maine voters reject plan for nonprofit power utility backed by climate groups. Because remember, they're having a hard time getting all their climate priorities hooked into the grid up there. Uh, so this story just talks about them turning that down. People are upset about it. We don't really have to go through this whole thing, which leads me to ask why I put it all in here. Um, but as we just as Why'd we explain, you put it all in there? I'm not really sure. <laughs> they are estimating $13.5 billion to forcefully buy out the companies. And basically the people decided that this was a bad idea since 
there's no proof that things were even going to get cheaper. In fact, if they look at history, probably likely it's going to get more expensive. Way more. <laughs> so, or they would I have... Mean, the interest alone would cause their bills to go up. What would end up happening was they would have lower bills, but that's because they were being subsidized by their own tax dollars <laughs> is how it would end up happening. Yeah. So they could make the bills look lower, but they would tax more money to put towards it and subsidize people's bills so it looked like they were doing something that worked. Uh, but good on them. Good on, good on them for not going for it. Uh, one of the supporters said, I don't see it as a loss. I see it as the beginning of a real... It is a loss. I mean, you look at the numbers. They wanted to win and they didn't. That's that's losing. Considered a yeah. loss, yeah. Not only that, they lost hard. You know, twice as many people said no than said yes. Imagine the Cowboys after the Cowboys-Eagles yeah. game. I don't see it as a like, loss. I don't see it as a loss. <laughs> It's a loss. Yeah, there's so many good men out there <laughs> doing men things with the with the football. I see it it's as not a loss. See it as the beginning of a real grassroots movement in Maine and nationwide. Uh, let's see. It could offer a model to inspire other states and municipalities and set the tone for similar electoral action across the country, where they would lose. I guess if it's going to be that similar. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Maybe other people will be inspired to waste their time and money on this thing. That's fine. Okay, um, we've also got, this is something I hadn't heard of before. I think it's been mentioned to me, but um, Colorado Proposition HH. So Colorado has this thing called- Preparation H. <laughs> Proposition HH. Uh, they have this thing <clears throat> called- For the, your hemorrhoids. The uh, Taxpayers Bill of Rights. Tabor. Ta Tabor. Taxpayers Bill of Rights. And it's an interesting thing, actually that I think we should learn about real quick. So I pulled up a video where they explain to you what Tabor is and why maybe we should have this in more places around the country. Uh, so we'll, we'll play this little video and then we'll talk about what the voters decided. Government that has a spending problem. Since the 1970s, state and local government spending levels have climbed by more than 90%, even after accounting for inflation and population growth. Out-of-control government spending shows no sign of slowing down and, in fact, is increasing due to federal bailouts. And that's bad news for the American people who pay higher taxes to support higher spending. So how do we fix this? Most state governments would better serve their citizens if constrained by well-designed fiscal rules. A fiscal rule is a state law that places restrictions on spending growth. Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, or TABOR for short, is a great example. Approved by voters in 1992, TABOR is considered the gold standard of state fiscal rules. As an amendment to the state constitution, TABOR limits the growth of most of Colorado's spending and revenue to inflation plus population. If the state government collects more tax dollars than TABOR allows, the money is returned to taxpayers as a TABOR refund. Since 1992, billions of dollars in refunds have been issued to state taxpayers, thanks to Tabor. If Colorado lawmakers want to spend more or increase taxes or debt, they need to ask voters for permission first. While big government advocates have tried to weaken Tabor over the years, this... Okay. Amazing. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of it before. Step in the right direction. So uh, you you get these uh, you can get these Tabor refunds, uh, which you know is just refunding money that you already 
paid in, but um, whatever. So a yes vote, this one was a little confusing, but a yes vote supported making various changes to state property taxes. This was billed as a basically a way to reduce people's property taxes. So they put that in there, you know, because sure, aren't people going to want to vote to reduce their property taxes? Uh, so they wouldn't allow the state to retain and spend revenues that it would otherwise be required to refund to residents under the Tabor rules. Because uh, it would reduce what, property <clears throat> tax rates for how long? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Creating a new increased cap on state revenue, allowing the state to retain and spend additional revenue each year up to the this new HH cap. So it was trying to go around Tabor, basically. And people said no. Even, um, even while high. They yeah. were like, hell no, man. Around 60%, uh, 62, I don't know what the final number was, uh, said no to this, even though it said that it was going to reduce people's property taxes. Uh, so that's good. Good job, Colorado. For And maybe we should implement, the, implement this in some other states around the country. I like that idea of it being fixed to inflation and population growth. It's good to have some fiscal restraints mm -hmm. on these tyrannical governments out there. And then they did also, I didn't pull it up, but uh, there was another one where they, they took excess revenue from tobacco sales, uh, tobacco taxes on tobacco sales, and that's going to go towards funding preschool. They did vote to do that. I thought and, marijuana was <clears throat> already doing that. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. They still need money, you know? <laughs> Everyone needs more money. Their mm. schools are underfunded, Charlie. Yeah. They're hardly getting any money. They're education insecure. Just trying to read through, because I know we got some Colorado people in here, even people who are proficient in tax law. Um, Tabor also says if anything is going to raise taxes, it has to go to a popular vote, uh, even a definition change or anything. So I'm trying to, oh yeah, pot's a cash business mainly. So uh, under the table sometime, mm. you know. Even the legal I'm sure stores? They, I'm sure they still have to report all that stuff. Um, let's see. Just trying to read through. Hey, Dave, Dave said he got a $500 Tabor check last year. That's cool. I like that. Does it all go into a pot and go back out? Or do, is it determined by the amount of money that you paid in in taxes? Like, is it should it a, be determined by how much you paid in, is it, I bet. You know, does it go, if you paid no taxes, do you still get your Tabor check? Tabor stimmy? No. Big Gus says no. Okay, just checking to see. Um, last one was just a flat check to anyone who filed a return. Okay. You got to pay in to get your own money back. All right, well, that's reached the extent of my knowledge as it pertains to Colorado and, uh, and Tabor. But hey, I like it when the voters decide uh, something... To, re to continue restraining their government. It kind of gives you a bit of hope to know that, you know, the majority of people understand these things and, and choose wisely. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird how that happens. Um, I just, they suck at choosing representatives. <laughs> you see, you think that that's what happened, but the top Senate Democrat and sponsor of the bill said that the people fell prey to misinformation <laughs> slogan. A misinformation slogan campaign by the far right. That's what happened. That's why you got to. That's why you got to watch for this misinformation that's, out there, Charlie. Yeah. Because I bet you, if people on the right were out there telling people that this was going to lead to increased spending and in taxes by the government, 
Well, it said you know, opponents declared HH would end Tabor <clears throat> refunds. That's the kind of them. misinformation. Like, no, they just, we would have still done Tabor refunds. It just would have been $5 next year instead of 500 you know, <laughs> yeah. but that's still Tabor refund. So that's still, misinformation, you know. Still a refund. They should have said effectively end Tabor refunds. So anyhow, uh, just a whole bunch of, bunch of misinformation. That's why we need the Bureau of, the Ministry of Truth out there mm-hmm. uh, to help in these elections. Where would he play that? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Man, daylight savings time just <laughs> happened. It and did. I got to tell you, I hate it. Does and it the make- reason I hate it is because it gets dark and darkness leads to being sad. It, it can. It really it can. can. We're coming up on the holidays too. And that's a time of the year that people get really sad as well. Uh, you know, you're dealing with your, your families and stuff like that. A lot of scheduling things that happen. I get super stressed out about all the scheduling. So what do you have issues with that? I don't and know. then it doesn't last long enough Yeah, because like the holidays can be really fun, but it's the, it, to me, it's really about the sun. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. It gets dark mm-hmm. and then I get dark. But what you, you know, doing, doing therapy, by the way, could be kind of a bright spot. Charlie, I know that you do some, do some therapy with your better, better help guy every now and then. And that can kind of be a little ray of sunshine. It's you know, actually you're amazing. Missing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love better help. It's one of my favorite things to look forward to has through it, the week. Has it actually helped? Yeah, a lot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, tell. as I one of my tell. friends, yeah. you you know what's happened <laughs> this past year, and yeah. so I've done I've done therapy too. By the way, not not with BetterHelp, but I, I've done therapy and it it helps. So I mean, I, I know so some people are reluctant to do that, and maybe it can be tough to talk about things. But tr- trust me, you're not gonna regret it. You, you'll be happy that you did it. Uh, so if you're if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Here's one. I'm sure everyone saw this going around on Twitter or YouTube. that uh, I thought was really cool. And then maybe if we have time, we'll talk about, no, we'll save that for Dumbleep. There's some critique to this, of course. Mr. Beast, you know who Mr. Beast is? Yeah. Heard of him? I've heard of him. Pretty big YouTuber. Yeah. Like 200 million subscribers. It's like gives away money and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. No, I doubt he, he didn't get, he didn't get really popular or really super famous for giving away stuff, right? Like there was something else he did on his channel first, right? Like, because I believe he gives away money because he has tons of money. What did he do to? I don't get that? know. Because if about, so, I'll start a channel right now where I give away money. That's fine. It was about mystery boxes or something. I don't remember what he did in the beginning. Can anybody tell me what Mr. Beast did in the beginning? I don't remember. Just kind of dig crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He sets up like these games, like, you know, if you can stand in a circle and the circle keeps getting smaller, last one standing wins like so it's like a million dollars. It's one of those you you know what are those guys those guys who do like the bottle flips like you know where you you throw the bottle and try to get it to land back on the thing and they're always doing that stuff all the time or they're yeah. doing like crazy shots and oh, all that. Dude, perfect. Dude, perfect. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I, it was like that. Oh, but well, I don't know. Sounded like it to me. Where is this thing? Hold on. Let me see here. Where's that? Uh-oh. Oh, it's right there. Wasn't showing up. Okay. 
Uh, well, let's watch some of this video. We're not going to watch the whole thing. It's 10 minutes long. The dude makes a ton of money now, even though yeah. he gives a ton away. <clears throat> makes a ton of money. This is him uh, building 100 wells in Africa. There's, remember, folks who have it really hard here in America, uh, there are still a lot of people around the world that don't even have access to fresh, clean drinking water. And this one hits to a direct memory that you just referenced yesterday, I think, of being begged for water. The one time I went to Africa, being begged for water by people and seeing people fill up cups out of puddles in the, in the road, you know, like mud, mm -hmm. basically. And I uh, saw them all out there basically bathing in this little bay that was just dirty as hell, you know, polluted and all kinds of stuff. So um, anyways, going around building wells. That's pretty cool. That's a white pill, right? Someone doing that, someone with a lot of money, give them back. First of a hundred wells we're gonna build in this video. just witnessed a small village in Kenya get access to unlimited clean drinking water in less than a second. One down, 99 more wells in Africa to go. You're gonna love this video. Combined, these 100 wells are gonna give around half a million people fresh water to drink. And after building some more wells on this side of Kenya, we flew south to the school system of Nairiri. And let's just say they were really happy to see us. How's it going? It's not expecting this. Thank you for the welcome. I appreciate it, everybody. This village threw a welcome ceremony upon our arrival, and Nolan got. I'm gonna skip around a little bit. After the water comes out of the ground, it's fed into enormous barrels like this one. And once they're built into the water towers, all of the neighboring villages will not only have clean drinking water, but a pressurized water source as well. Which, in short, means no more doing laundry and unsafe water. And pull! On a scale of one to Nolan's mom, how heavy is it? Nolan's mom times two! Oh god. Dude, I'll push you off of this. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Under control. We built 20 more wells in Kenya, and after we were done... Bro has another well in here. Don't worry, I have more water in my other shoe. <laughs> and just so you know how we built these first 29 wells, we used this giant drill to dig hundreds of feet into the ground, past the polluted sources, and into an enormous aquifer of pure drinkable water. After that, we spent time installing pipes so that people all around Africa can access water from spigots like this one in Nairiri. Let's see how it tastes. Like water. It took me about a minute to fill this five gallon drum. How much water can this provide a day? 3,600 gallons a day. Not only will this well cover the 400 kids at this school, but literally the entire neighborhood and village around this school can use this well. We say thank you for the water. Oh, no problem. <laughs> this thing can basically pump nonstop for 30 years. You would think that having an effect of this magnitude would require the resources and funding of a large government, but that's not true. Solving this problem is possible and something humanity should all be putting effort in to fix. What's the secret of success? To be honest, just find something you love doing and do it for a long period and eventually you'll succeed. So I'm going to bring it super close. See us? Is that cool? How much longer we got to do this podcast? <laughs> Mr. Beast. Oh, man. Hey, you uh, know, numbers just... Yeah, so uh, like Costco just said, I'm sure Nina had stuff to say about this. Um, there is... Uh, something I'm going to bring in for, I guess, for dumb bleep of the week. But yeah, the the article I saw today that brought this to my attention 
um, again, was a critique of him doing this and how it perpetuates the stereotype of uh, beggars in Africa needing a rich white male to come from another country and put in these wells and making the Kenyan government look bad and, uh, and all of that. Um, they, they needed the, they needed the water. The government hadn't done it yet and the people hadn't done it and someone came in and did it. I don't think that you need to make anything bad out of that. You know, I think this so, is cool. Yeah. It's really good stuff. I, you know, we can't all do this, but there are organizations out there that do good things that you could give money to make sure that they're doing a good thing. I give my 30 bucks a month or whatever to care international. It would be easier if we just aborted all those kids. <laughs> then they wouldn't have to live in poverty. Then they wouldn't have mm -hmm. to live in poverty and yeah. we wouldn't need to build wells. Yeah, I got you. Know? You. you know, the most terrifying thing I saw was not a single person was wearing a uh, face mask. Yeah. And I bet a lot of those people got yeah. COVID. Well, and from the this. sun is out. So. Climate change is rampant probably. <laughs> Yeah. These wells are going to lead to climate change in Africa. Yeah. Africa is one of the last frontiers where humans haven't. There's in the article, which I was trying to not do today, but in the article, someone says, uh, this is someone who runs an organization that's trying to do this. They said, well, you know, a lot of times people dig these wells and 10 years later, if people haven't kept up with the infrastructure, then they're not working anymore. And like 60% of the wells that go in stop working, you know, and like, Okay, well, it's better than not putting the well in first. Well, off. that's why I and suggest <laughs> we go straight to abortion. <laughs> yeah. Because if we're not going to keep up with the infrastructure and like, you know, these wells cost why money. Why even try? Why, yeah, <laughs> why, why do these people need water? Mm -mm. You know, no, they, don't, they don't need water. They need to care about the environment. If they were aborted, <laughs> nothing would happen. Obviously, I'm joking, yeah. but this is the logic that some people follow. It's okay for us to switch over into the cynical mode because that was actually the end of White Pill Wednesday. And now I wanted to talk briefly about that thing with uh, Thomas Massey I was telling you about mm. earlier with that kill switch, yeah. which I don't know how this snuck past me because I'm reading all the proper websites every day. Like I look at Reason every day and I look at Fee and I look at all, the, all those websites and I didn't know about this thing, but Thomas Massey has been uh, all over this thing that was in a bill from 2021 that's requiring all the new vehicles made after 2026 to have the ability to shut off if the, if the vehicle determines that you're impaired somehow. I guess I'll never sell my truck. Yeah, that's what that's how it's making me feel as well. Like I'm going to make sure I get a new car right before this. Uh, Nicole says that was in the infrastructure bill and uh, the infrastructure bill was over a thousand pages long. I didn't have time to read through it and I hadn't seen anyone talk about this yet. Uh, but I did want to uh, play Massey's uh, comments on this because it's a little bit ridiculous. And of course it's to help you. Like this is to protect people. This is to save people's lives because people die in drunk driving accidents. And so the government just needs to come in and mandate this thing. And you would think that that's going to be really good. My question is, what else is it going to get used for? And Massey has a lot of questions about this What are they going to use it for too. in 10 years? Yeah, that's the question. So let's see. If you build it, they will come. Exact. <laughs> My amendment is simple. It will defund the federal mandate that requires all new vehicles after 2026 be equipped with a kill switch 
that can disable a vehicle if the vehicle has monitored the user's, the driver's performance and that the vehicle determines that the driver is not performing well. It's so incredible that I have to offer this amendment. It almost sounds like the domain of science fiction dystopian science fiction, that the federal government would put a kill switch in vehicles that would be the judge, the jury, and the executioner on such a fundamental right as the right to travel freely. But here we are. It is, it is federal law that this is mandated, and so I am offering this amendment to defund this mandate. And with that, I reserve the balance of my time. This, this, the act that the gentleman is trying to defund does not require auto manufacturers to install kill switches. It does not do that. Passive drunk driving technology is a vital tool in safeguarding our loved ones and other innocent people on our roads. This new technology offers a lifeline of hope to not only save lives, but to prevent the lifelong emotional toll and gargantuan costs these accidents inflict on families. Gentleman from Kentucky is recognized. Drunk driving is a serious problem. That's why 31 states already have a law to implement interlock ignition technology, where if you've been convicted of a DUI, that you have to pass this test in order to operate your vehicle. But this federal law that I seek to defund goes far beyond that, and I regret that I have to spend some of my time reading the law to the other side of the aisle, but I will do that. This law that was passed in a thousand page bill two years ago requires that automobiles can passively monitor the performance of a driver not the blood alcohol content but the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired not drunk it says impaired and prevent or limit motor vehicle operation that's a kill switch now the question is, how much time do you have once your dashboard tells you that it doesn't approve of your driving? What if you're a single mother and you're out on a, in bad weather and you're trying to avoid some obstacles, ice perhaps, and you've swerved three times and your dashboard says, swerve one more time and you're gonna be put over to the side of the road, that you'll have 100 yards to park this vehicle in the middle of nowhere with your children in the back seat. This isn't some fantastical scenario. This is what will happen if this is implemented. And this is the law. I have read it to you here. Now, you maybe should have read it two years ago when you all voted for it on that side of the aisle, but it wasn't a bill that was 1,039 pages long. So I, I can understand how you don't know what the... Okay. He goes on to make a lot of other good points about how are they actually going to implement this technology? Are there going to have to be cameras in the vehicle? Uh, are they going to have to be, uh, who's, are they going to be monitoring your GPS location? How are you going to know what the weather is, where the person are, whether or not they're swerving to go around some obstacles? So you're probably going to have to Maybe have some kind of cameras. Out. Was it a deer? Was it a, he mentions like a, someone's pet in the road and you swerved around it, you know? Uh, so I love how <clears> he brought in an emotional story of a single mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like some kind of thing like that. Yeah. To tie it back to something that you could feel. Cause that's what Debbie Wasserman, Wasserman Schultz. Schultz did. Ugh, I just hate saying her name. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, DWS. There's a couple, if you just look at this on, on its face and you just talk about the drunk driving aspect and we forget about all the other ways they're going to decide to use this later on in the future for a second. Like the C word. C word. Mm hmm. Which one? 19. 
C word 19. Mm, mm, I don't I gotcha. even want to mention it anymore. No, no, we didn't want to talk about I that. I don't want to name it. We the, our, <laughs> our strike rolls off January 23rd, so we're going to have to keep it clean until then, I yeah. guess, on uh, on YouTube. From here on out, we're never going to mention that's the a, names mm-mm. of diseases. No. We don't want to give them any credit. You know the one we're talking about. Here at Good Morning Liberty, we're going to take a hard stance on naming diseases. But even if you look at how they're going to implement this, first off, imagine the... So you've got cars out there like Tesla that are really super advanced, okay? And I hate to tell you, but Tesla's already come with a camera facing... Several cameras. Facing you oh. inside the car. There's already a camera in there. And that's for when they implemented the uh, the self-driving technology. You 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 uh, you basically say that you're okay with that because they want to make sure that you're paying attention when you're going through through that stuff. So you're okay with the camera being in the car. Uh, and who's going to have access to that when they implement this law? But Tesla is one of the only ones that has this technology that can even do what they're talking about. First off, you've got to have the algorithms, the computer system in this car that can tell the difference between swerving around random obstacles in the road, ice on the roads, oh, it no. being rainy. They, all, they already have it. They all already have it. Which part? My, so the oh, truck. They have insurance stuff that, that you can plug in. No. Mine has a thing that says driver attention low and the wheel vibrates and stuff, but it. No, like, I, so the last truck that I had that, that got wrecked, thank God, because now I got an older one that doesn't have this. <laughs> but I would get like driver reports in my app. I, it would tell me yeah, like how hard I hit the brake, how fast I accelerated, how many times I swerved. And yeah. then it had GPS. So it would tell me like it would show a map of where I drove and it would have green, red, and yellow. And the times that I turned too sharply at too high a speed was red on the map. But they've got to determine. It turns out my mom, when my mom was driving the car, there was a lot more of that. I'm sure. <laughs> I used to look at the reports. They've got it. Like, Mom? They Not only do they just need to give you a report of those things that happened, they've got to be able to determine the difference between driving in city conditions where you're dealing with traffic and needing to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, road conditions based on it being icy, like or someone who's actually drunk and driving impaired versus an Asian woman driving a car. Yeah. And like they've got to be able to differ, differentiate those things. Yeah. Okay. Do you put your ethnicity in? Like, I, when maybe you, sign you can. Up for it? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you'll have to do. And so, one thing this is going to do is mandate by law that your vehicle is much more expensive than it used to be for them. Because you're not just talking about a report that measured every single thing, like your car's black box well, report. Well, all that comes I'm saying out. is they already have all the data, so it's not going to be that hard for them to implement this. They've got to implement it in a way that they will determine that it is time to shut your vehicle down. And you know what happens if they don't do that? They're going to be liable, I guarantee you, and let if me they're tell not you, following along with this. Us golfers already experienced this, and it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying when you're out on the golf course, and then it tells you, you don't know that you can't drive in a certain area until you get to that area. And it shuts your golf cart down. Yeah. And it's like, please leave this area. But then it only goes like one mile an hour. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, it's going to take me 20 minutes just to get out of this area. You told me I couldn't go into it. I didn't know I couldn't go into it. There's yeah. no signs. This See, is already implemented. Like all, like all technology, it's implemented for rich people first. It's and already implemented it, on the golf course. Out, yeah, now it comes out <laughs> to the rest of us. Low exactly. plebs out here. The other thing is that, of course, this has to do with keeping people safe. 
from drunk driving and saving people's lives. But once you have implemented this ability, what else is it going to be used for? And what you haven't just said is that it's okay for them to, to um, shut off your car because you might be impaired. You've said that the government has the right to shut off your car to keep other people safe. If you boil it down, that they can turn off your car for safety of other people. So what else are they going to use that for? Well, super duper emergency. Mm, yeah. State of state of emergency. Now this, it sounds conspiratorial, tutorial, that's how George W. Bush would say it probably, mm-hmm. but it's really not like you look at, uh, I believe like there are laws in other countries that you can only drive so many days a week uh, that have actually backfired because people will then get like a cheaper car to drive the other day a week that they're not, I think this is in, might even be in like Mexico that they've tried before where you can only drive uh, five days a week to minimize your carbon footprint. Well, what people do is they buy a cheaper second car that they can then drive the other two days a week. And that second car has way worse carbon emissions than their <laughs> other car does. So that's, but it, yeah. you already have these kind of things. And so of course they'll eventually use it to say, oh, well you push too hard on the gas pedal and too many carbon emissions came out. You need to make sure you drive, you know, more efficient. You know, you want to watch your gas mileage and make sure you're staying at peak efficiency. Got to watch all them car the farts. You, you know? know, yeah, you don't want the too many farts out the back over there. <laughs> okay, and so we're going to shut down your car if you keep pushing down so hard on that there pedal and decreasing your fuel efficiency. You're lucky we're even letting you drive a car that takes fuel. You yeah. know, so um, it's it's so cl- it's so obvious what they're going to eventually use this for. Yeah. But it looks like the, his amendment did not pass, mm. did not get, so they're still going to go through with it and we'll see how they actually implement this. It's going to increase the cost of cars because not every car is as nice as Charlie's, but it's going to increase, if every car, if it's truly for every car, I mean, you're talking about now your lower end cars even have to have this type of advanced technology in it. It's going to be bad. Mm. It's going to be real bad. I, um, that makes me never want to sell my truck. Yeah. Just always it. hold on to it. Keep that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then, like I just said, I, I can't remember what country it is. Maybe it's Mexico or maybe it was a certain area of like Mexico. China. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Um, it was in one of the books I was reading recently uh, talking about the environment. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, but it can lead to things like that. People are going to keep these older cars and that could be harmful for the environment versus what they could have been. Matt's right. I think this is going to produce a a market of ghost engines. (laughs) Make 80% engines that don't have to comply. (laughs) Yeah. Can I get that engine lower? Mm -hmm. You have an engine lower and engine upper. (laughs) Do you have the, you have the 3d printed models for that? (laughs) Hey, there you go. It's going to open up a new market. Look at that. Okay. Well, sorry to end on something that's not a white bill, but uh, and Bailey to, said they'll do another cash for clunkers campaign. <laughs> Let's remember that. I'll take care of it. I do. Yeah, that's what one of Obama's idea. highlights. What a great idea. Cash for clunkers. Um, I, I forgot to put the screenshot in here, but the, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who said that it does not mandate that they put in the kill switch. I mean, sure, they don't call it a kill switch. That's the only place that she's right, is that it's technically not called a kill switch. Uh, but it's, it's, it's in the law. It's just the definition of a kill switch. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's what a kill switch yeah. does is what it mandates mm-hmm. uh, that this thing. 
Let's see. Uh, to ensure the prevention of alcohol-impaired driving fatalities, advanced drunk and impaired driving prevention technology must be standard equipment in all new passenger motor vehicles. In this section, definitions, advanced drunk and impaired driving prevention technology. Uh, that term means a system that will passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired and prevent or limit motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected. So that's cool. Great stuff. Good job, everyone. Mm. Good job. Interesting. She said that it didn't mandate that there was a kill switch. Like it it no. literally mandates it. It's just not called a kill switch. Yeah. So there you go. Well, limit. Prevent or limit. Prevent guess, or limit. I guess if you're limiting, you're not mm -hmm. killing it. It's just a limit switch. My hope is that this goes to court eventually, and they find that they can't do it because at the very least, they'll have to violate your Fourth Amendment protections to be able to do this, you know, surely your right to privacy is going to be violated by the government and forcing these companies to do this. It's kind of an end around. It's not the government. It's the government forcing the company to do this. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, and that's Bailey. So Bailey said, what will that single mother do in Massey's story? Call an Uber on County road. Um, well, that's the next thing. The government's <clears throat> going to need more money to put in the Uber fund mm -hmm. so that you can call an Uber and not have to pay for it because it yeah. killed your car yeah. in a circumstance. Yeah. Are you going to have any legal recourse when they kill your car and it turns out that you were not impaired in any way? You know, what if you lose your job because you were, you were late or something. You were late this last time and it was because the government killed your car. And then you have to prove your innocence. Yeah. To, you have to prove to them right then that you weren't drunk. Why don't we just put why don't we just put a little blow thing, whatever that thing's called, in everyone's car? Yeah. That way you've everyone has to blow under 0.08 to be able to start their car. Yeah. Why can't we just do that instead of mandating these systems be put in? It'd be way easier just to put that on mm -hmm. the car. Yeah, who uh this is this must be triple A and and mad <laughs> doing this. Definitely, great, definitely mad. Great lobbyists. So Okay, let's go, man. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the show with a friend, a family member. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sign up for the Fed Haters Club, and you may get a chance to stay at Nate's house. <laughs> Join gml.com. Anyone can stay at my house. Yeah. That's fine. Anytime. Mm -hmm. Just uh, hit him up, Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. Direct Just access hit me up. to an email he won't respond to. I might respond. But you could still email him. I've gotten better at yeah. responding this month. Go to GodHatesFeds.com, pick up the latest and greatest merchandise that Nate is getting around to designing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Whenever he, I get around to it. Whenever he gets around to it. The, mm -hmm. the man's busy, all right? Getting He's around the things. Busy getting around. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes him a while to get around now. Yeah. 36 and broken back, two torn shoulders. He's losing his eyesight. All Nate too torn. That's what they call me. <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> beard's growing in all funky. Mm-hmm. His leg smells and the dog's always bothering with it. So Thanks. whenever he gets around to yeah, it. Yeah, that was all necessary. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, do all those things. And if you do, then Nate will be here tomorrow for some interviews. Oh, I yeah. will not be here. Mm -hmm. But I should be back for Dumbly for the Week on Friday. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.